Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Seniors Knowledge, where we talk about movies, pop culture, and more. I'm your host, Grady, also known as That Kid. With me is my host, my co-host. My, my, co- my host? I'm hosting the show now? Yeah, you're taking the reins now. I'm I'm Riley. I'm his older brother, and I, I work in radio as a profession, so I know how to keep talking on air. Unlike this Yahoo over here. Today we're talking about movies we saw during quarantine. Yep. Uh, probably the best thing to happen this year. Because, Just watching uh, movies. Because I, I actually got a chance to catch up and watch some things I haven't seen uh, from the past like few years. I, so Same with me. Uh, but... Well, and this is kind of going off the cuff too. Because I, I didn't get asked to do this episode until like two minutes ago. So I don't have notes with me. So I'm just trying to think. Uh, well, since you brought this up, what what movies do you want to start with that you watched during quarantine for the first time? Um, I I might as well start off start off at the top of my head. Um, I've watched The Vast of Night. Oh, I and I never saw this one, so you go ahead. Um, I, okay, so I wanted to see this. Um, this is a Amazon Prime movie, so it takes you back in the fifties, late fifties, and it's like. Basically, sci-fi-ish. Well, it's like... <sighs> What's it about? It's about these two kids trying to find... Like, trying to figure out what, like, this message is. What kind of, like... This message, this weird message is, is pl- being played over the radio. And you got this switchboard operator and this radio DJ. Mm. Like, the oh, switchboard yeah. operator is trying... Like, here's this message. And, like... Tells the radio oper- DJ and it's like, hey, can you put this out on the radio and see find out what it is where okay. it comes from? And so you get that, and there's like a whole mystery behind it. And it's it doesn't say they don't say it's aliens or anything. Okay. And so it's like, but it's like 50s. So yep. Is that like that's like Cold, Cold War, War era? And like there's like one person saying like, oh, it might be the Ruskies, okay. Russians or something. It's like, okay. It sounds. Is it anything like? Uh, uh jj abrams uh super eight is it kind of like that something like that is it as like whimsical or is it a little more serious it's it's a little more serious okay that you don't have like these kids with a film okay it's like or like train crashes and all that well i was thinking is it like because you said teenage kids, I'm like, are they playing it up as like a Goonies type thing? Or is no, it more straight lace. It's more straight lace. Okay, because I, 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 I've had this one recommended to me by a couple of other people. I just haven't had the time to sit down. Because yeah, I'm more of a like, yeah. I saw this like how this got recommended to me. Well, I, no one recommended me because I saw this like on some guy's YouTube channel. Okay. I was like, okay, this sounds like. It's, it sounds good. It sounds like something I'd love to watch at some point. I just, like I said, I, I haven't had the time to and sit down and watch it because I've been too busy watching other good other movies. things. And like the premise, like this whole movie takes place around like a basketball while well, a basketball game is going on, and like yeah, I don't okay. know. Like how I love this is like the camera in this. It's kind of not really 1917 ish style, but it's like. Oh, is it like a one shot type thing? Kind of. Something like that. And it's like, yeah. I heard someone was like moving on like a go kart, like flat on their chest, I think. Like just moving just the camera. Following just people following. Around. Yeah. Huh. And it's like, okay. And oh. it's, yeah, it's interesting. So you'd recommend The Vast of Night? I would. 
to people who like kind of like the sci-fi slower sci-fi slower okay. yeah you yeah it's not really hard it's kind of hard to get into like if you're know. expecting like a goonies or an et yes a kids on like the stranger things kids on bikes yep. thing okay that's, that's yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have to catch that one at some point i want to talk about a bunch of movies i saw on netflix oh no all netflix originals okay all action movies oh, no. and i'm like Oh, you you say that Netflix will take over cinemas, but I doubt it. Wrong. I saw the Michael Bay movie Six Underground. You you can oh talk my about God, that. God, that was dumb. Um, because for the most part, I like Michael Bay, but this is one where I, I think he signed a deal with Netflix, so he's got a few more that he can make. But this is, it's uh, six different uh, CIA spooks. They're all. They're all legally considered dead, so like when the cops catch them, like their names won't show up in the record or anything like that. Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds plays a guy that invented magnets, and that's how he's gotten his uh, his vast fortune to recruit all of these people. Yeah. Uh, what the heck are they even stealing? I don't. I don't remember what the point of the movie was, yeah. except that there's a. It's it's two and a half hours long, and I got a headache. Uh, this is like the only Michael Bay movie I've seen. Well, not the only one, but lately, his last few movies have fallen into the Michael Bay and his explosions and quick cuts, and I just want to vomit whenever I watch them. <laughs> it's like this and like the last few movies, but like so, something like uh, he did the 13 Hours one, like the Benghazi movie, which is a very good movie. Oh, yeah. And then he follows it up with like Transformers 7 and then this. And it's like, ah, oh, I miss I miss the early 90s Michael Bay. Yeah. With, so, yeah. I don't know. It's I, I wouldn't recommend it, but I also can't imagine seeing this in the theater. So I'm like, OK, I'm glad that Netflix got it. Um, another one I saw, I saw the Chris Hemsworth Extraction movie, uh, which was came out this year. Yeah. And it's basically Chris Hemsworth has to get this son of a rich Indian mogul from point A to point B without getting killed and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the it's it's fine. It's not my favorite thing I've ever seen. I think it got hyped up a little much. Yeah. Um, it's like a lot of movies too. It's like for Netflix movies. But it, well, especially with like this year, it's like oh, there's nothing to watch, so you got to gravitate towards whatever's out there and new. Like, Tiger King and all that. Like, and I never saw Tiger King. Did, I tried watching it and I was okay. like, yeah, no. Um, no, but like, it's it's a very, very fine movie. The action's well done. That's kind of it. It's it's in the same vein as a John Wick, but I feel like there's more going on in the John Wick movies. Extraction, it's literally getting from point A to point B. Yeah. But, I mean, Chris Hemsworth is really good. David Harbour's really good. That little kid was really good. The the fight on the there's a big fight on a bridge at the very end of it, which was a neat, exciting uh, sniper fight, which you don't see of a lot. Uh, that was kind of fun, but otherwise, like the the gimmick of it all being one long action action sequence kind of gets grating after a while. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. It's a nice way to kill a little bit of time, but yeah, I will say like hats off to those directors. They're they're second unit directors that have worked all over the place, but they're 
I mean, it is kind of like the John Wick people who they were stunt choreographers for a while before they got into directing. So they know how to, they know how to film and direct action. And it, it's, it, that stuff all looks really good. It's just the movie kind of runs out of steam about halfway through for me. But yeah. Um, let's see. What else did I see on Netflix? Or do you want to, do you want to jump in? I, I'll jump in. Cause um, I was trying to think of the name. You saw is it Devil All the Time? The Devil All the Time. Okay. I I found this movie to be good. Oh, well, well the premise what, of it what is, is it because I it's basically after World War this guy comes home after World War II. He sees some stuff and so it's like it's kind of like PTSD. PTSD like and then it's like religion and it's like uh the what was it the unknown unknown knowing this guy i don't know but i don't know what it is but he comes home he marries a girl has a kid and then the girl the woman the wife dies and then the husband's so upset about it and then he shoots himself and then this the kid goes to live with his aunt and his grandpa and his grandparents and so it and that kid grows up to be tom holland's character it it's it's very hard to get into, like to talk about because it's yeah, it's I, so I'm not following you at all. Yeah, no, but it's for people who've watched it. It's very good and like hard to sit through it. Most scenes, okay, and it, yeah, because that's one the the problem with Netflix movies is they seem to fall off the radar after about like a couple weeks because that's all i was hearing about was devil all the time i mean it is same thing kind of with extraction for a while and then it just like kind of fell off yeah i kind of forgot that it was out there but uh same thing kind of happened i i talked about or i didn't talk about this one but uh triple frontier with ben affleck and like pedro pascal i think mm -hmm. uh a handful of other names in there too oh uh charlie hunnam Garrett Hedlund, uh, they're all, there's uh, these black ops people and they have a mission to go into this uh, Puerto uh, Peruvian house and steal this guy's gold bars hmm. that he's yeah taken and stolen from other countries. Is So it, it's a heist movie. Well, it sets it up to be a heist movie and then halfway through it kind of turns into a survival drama and it's actually like that that's the one i didn't hear anything about but i i feel like that's one of the better movies on netflix right now i it, it's it's a tough sit especially once you get over the halfway point and they're they're it kind of slows down a little bit and it it sets itself up to be an action movie but then like when it turns into more of a survival drama it it gets more visceral and it's less of a less of a fun like military movie yeah. and more like there there are some things that are genuinely like tough to watch and it it's a very good looking movie like out of the three i talked about this is the only one i could imagine seeing in theaters but i don't know it's with netflix there's different pacing to the movies i feel than watching something in the theater so it's it's very yeah very much a movie that you could watch in the comfort of your own home okay uh, I don't know. I, I, I'd recommend Triple Frontier a lot. Oh, well, I have 
I have another movie, well, more of a documentary. It's on Hulu, and it's for for me. I love it. It's called uh, Eight Days a Week: The Beatles Touring Years. Ooh, I okay. I watched this a couple, a lot of times because me being a moderate Beatles fan, because it's basically well, like I said, it's documented about the Beatles touring years from like nineteen sixties to night. 1966 okay and like it talks a lot of like it goes through like yeah talks about the concerts and stuff their albums like how from like their movies and all that they talk about a lot of stuff do, do they talk about the greatest album of all time the magical mystery tour no they don't no no the greatest album i say it's like between maybe like rubber soul or revolver okay because come on now do do they because when do when do the beals break up is that like 79 that's that's like no this uh they break up at like 1969 oh 69 okay they so is it they the film ends like from like their last concert in 1966 to like then they started they briefly talk about Sgt. Pepper and then gradually quick cuts to like their rest of the albums yeah. to their last scene was um their concert on the rooftops of the Apple building. And then okay. it's like, yeah, it's it's good. Is it like a straight lace documentary? Is it cutting back and forth between footage and then like people explaining what's going on? Or is it like yeah, they, all B-roll? They talk they yeah they talk about yeah the first thing what you said they talk about they have like they ringo have they got paul they have some of the george and john's like they're talking so okay. it's like it sounds interesting it, if you're a beatles fan. it's your if or if you're not a beatles fan or you just, just want to like an interesting because yeah. piece of musical history yeah yeah so yeah I, yeah if uh, you like documentaries and the beatles that's and you have hulu there you go Okay, because uh, we talked about stuff we've watched on Netflix. Uh, you talked about I have one more movie oh boy, that oh we boy. talked about uh, about Hulu. Speaking of, oh. um, or I guess not on Hulu, Amazon Prime. Oh no! I finally watched the Borat sequel. Oh, uh, Borat subsequent movie film. Do you want to talk about that at all, or do you want me to have the reins on this? Because we just you, watched this yesterday. You you try and talk about how to yeah you. Try and explain because uh, I because I love the first Borat movie rewatching it just in preparation for this like that's a very very funny uh, satirization about how people look at Americans and how Americans view foreigners and I think there's uh, some very very funny context which people if, if you don't know anything about Sasha Baron Cohen might get very upset about uh, with this one they actually filmed it earlier this year during. During lockdown and during the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. And it's basically, I, I feel like that, I feel like this movie was always going to happen because the, the biggest part of it is uh, Borat has to come back to America to marry off his daughter to a political figure of um, really anybody. Yeah. To uh, establish relations again with the U.S. and Kazakhstan. So it, it the movie is very very flying by the seat of its pants, 
I mean, sometimes literally. Yeah. Where it goes from, uh, he wants to marry off his daughter to, I think he starts off with Trump, and then it slowly goes to Rudy Giuliani. Well, we could do, we could do Michael Pence, and then we could do Rudy Giuliani. Uh, I feel like that that's the big bulk of the movie taking place during an election year, and I feel like the coronavirus kind of got in the way a little bit. Uh, when you when you have scenes of uh, Borat staying with a couple of rednecks. Yeah, and they're they're talking about the coronavirus and talk yeah stuff like that. Uh, it's a it's lot of very very funny fly on the wall stuff. Yeah, where, where you're watching some of these and it's like, oh, that person totally got fired for for doing for this. doing this or doing nothing. I feel like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is genuinely one of my favorite comedians out there because he has no fear. And watching this, I'm like. That man is either the bravest or the dumbest, the dumbest person, person out there. Or, yeah, there's there's some things where I'm like, oh, how he gets away with doing certain things is amazing. Is to me. is a mystery. Yep. But uh, I I would recommend Borat, a subsequent movie film. I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very 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 funny movie, and especially when you compare it to some of the other like comedy sequels that were made like way after. The original, I think this is like 14, 15 years after the first one. Yeah, it's over there. So it's 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 just as funny and it has just as much to say as the first Borat. It's just saying different things now. It is it's it's changing with the times, which I feel like Sasha Baron Cohen is very, very good at. Yeah. So I'd recommend Borat, the, second, the subsequent movie film. Oh, God. Uh, you want to... Yeah. I'm what as... are we moving on to now? I might as well move on to my next one. Uh, I saw this, I think, uh, a couple of days ago. I saw it's a Netflix film called Ma Rainey is Black Bottom. Yeah, you, you talked about yeah. that because I didn't even know what this was. Um, So this is a set's place, takes place in 1927. It's like jazz era this uh ma rainey who is a singer then they like yeah like it this movie takes place in like all in a recording studio and that's basically what's they're trying to record like a song and yeah that's basically uh that's mostly the premise of the movie oh well yeah but Sounds really boring. Well, yeah, the premise, right? From what I told you, it sounds it all boring. takes place in one recording studio. It's, and They're just trying to do a song. song. Well, okay, it's a African American group in the 1920s, and so yeah, they talk about like um like racism a little bit, and they talk yeah, and like. Supposedly, this is uh, Chadwick, Bo- Chadwick Boseman's in this. Is this his last role? It, okay. Yes, this was his last role. That's what, like, one of the reasons why I want to watch it. It's like, okay, I want to see how this, like, how he's in this, how he portrays. I, I'm curious because I have not, I haven't heard anything about this until you said something. So, is it like, is it filmed as kind of like a documentary then? If this is no, it's filmed like a movie, like what you see on Netflix. In a good way. Yeah. Anyway, I want to talk about movies that came out five years ago that I didn't see till now. Oh, no. Uh, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I saw Rogue Nation and Fallout this year, which, oh my gosh, if I if I saw, because Rogue Nation came out in 2015, which is the same year as Fury Road, and if I saw two of the best action movies ever made in the same year, my brain would have melted. Uh, no matter what you think about Tom Cruise as an actor or a persona, he is a man to entertain you no matter what, whether it be hanging off the side of an airplane as it's taking off or... Uh, oh my gosh, Halo jumping, hmm. or even like sprinting across all of London. Uh, oh my gosh, there. I I because I I didn't watch these because I was kind of thinking like oh they're just stuntapaloozas, but they're hmm. they are they're stuntapaloozas, but they're very very entertaining and very well done movies. Especially, I'll say Rogue Nation is my favorite just because that one's very. It, it doesn't feel stale like the. Uh, the premise of Rogue Nation is Ethan Hunt, who's played by Tom Cruise, is tracking down the Syndicate, which is it's a rogue nation of spies that have been disavowed by the IMF, and they are going after their funding. They're going after they're going after uh, a, a hard drive with all with money on it, and it's not like okay, we're not trying to end the world here. We're not trying to. Uh, release a plague or get plutonium or anything like that it's like no we want our money and it's there's so many great like twists and turns and the action sequences are so unique from like i said uh, the opening of the movie is tom cruise hanging off of an airplane as it's taking off it's like oh he did that for real it's wonderful watching all this stuff and there's a there's this uh I have to go into like this underwater vault to get a hard drive. And that's like really, really intense. You're holding your breath the entire time. And that evolves into a car chase through Casablanca, which evolves into a motorcycle chase through these highways. And it's it, the action is so well done. And even coming down to the, the, the last big action set piece really is just this. They're, they're trying to lure the villain into a cage it's they're, they're, it, it's I, I would imagine like stupid people thinking like it's very anticlimactic because it's not a big shootout, but it's 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 a very very well done cat and mouse. Yeah, it's so good. And then uh, Fallout. As much as I talk about Rogue Nation, like Fallout is a very good movie, but I, I feel like it's a slight step down because that one's like okay, the Syndicate has plutonium and now we got to get the plutonium back before they blow up nuclear bombs and stuff like that i'm like oh okay this is ghost protocol then hmm. uh, but like there's there's still enough unique things in fallout like the action is top notch once again and there's it, it feels like a very old school 60s spy movie you got like uh henry cavill is great as uh just a nice foil it, it probably has the worst non-twist of all time, which is they set up Henry Cavill as a, another American guy that's supposed to be watching Ethan Hunt, making oh, sure that he doesn't yeah. get into trouble. And then it's like, oh, no, he's John Lark. He's the guy that they've been looking for the entire time. And it's like, oh, you really don't think, like, the seven-foot-tall beefcake was the bad guy? Hmm. But I, I like that. John Lark is, a, you know, he's a different kind of villain too. Like he's actually like physically imposing compared to five foot four Tom Cruise. Oh yeah. It's, it's great. 
and even the the ending it's it's ludicrous but it works really well too it's uh, tom cruise and T henry cavill like flying after each other in helicopters and all that like you could really tell like tom cruise is flying that helicopter like that is tom cruise doing this stuff he does a lot of his own stunts. doing his own stunts yeah but... like gary Pusey. Yeah. does his own stunts. yeah I don't, I don't know. know. That's Mission Impossible, uh, Fallout, and Rogue Nation. Boy, boy, oh boy. Oh, yeah, five minutes left. What else do you want to talk about? Before we get into Before we wrap it up. For, um, we talk about Tenet for like... As oh, best yeah, we well, can for five minutes. I, I, saw, I saw Tenet, which was the only movie to come out in theaters this summer. Yeah. Uh, I, I... I like Christopher Nolan enough. He's... He's not he's not my favorite one out there, but he's one of those like, oh, Christopher Nolan has something to do with this. I'll go see it. Huh. And with Tenet, like it's one that, you know, he wrote it. He directed it. Yeah, that's that's enough for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I really, really liked it. I've seen this a few more times. We literally just watched this last night. So yep. it's still fresh in your mind. It's still fresh in my mind. Yes. Uh, what, what did you think? I thought it was good. OK, I I. I had some trouble trying to like understand most of it, but I was like, "What I thought it was a good okay." It was like, um, it, it's very much a movie that you should see more than once. Yep. If you Definitely. can, because I, I I was watching this in the theater and they explain, I don't know how how far into spoilers can we get? I as much as we can. Okay. It's it's basically a James Bond movie, but with some elements of time travel, but that. The time travel stuff is really the back half of the movie. Really, it's it is more of a spy espionage. It, this is it's it's Christopher Nolan really doing a James Bond movie with yeah. his little twist. Basically, uh, David jo or John David Washington is uh, the protagonist, yep. and he has to he's trying to find out where these uh, weapons of the future are coming from. Like there's weapons that don't behave normally in our time. Like they're uh, they fire backwards, and it's him like tracking where this is all coming from. So it's it's a heist, and then it's you know very much a spy movie until we get to the back half, which is that's where it goes nuts with all the time travely shenanigans. And then by the by the end, where you have some people are inverted and going back in time and some people are moving forward and you get all of that put together it's like if you are not on board with this concept then yeah good luck trying to figure out what's going on like at all yeah like some guy has like a whiteboard in the back while trying to watch this movie yeah yeah well this should be a movie yeah you're taking notes during yeah <laughs> it's like oh this happens like i don't know but yeah i i, I feel like this is kind of a Christopher Nolan, best of like you, you have like the, the very, very wonderful looking cinematography. You have the great score you have. I mean, yeah. it's, it's everything about Christopher Nolan cranked up to an 11 issue being with like the script. It's a, it's a bit too, the script is a bit too much at times and it's trying to throw everything at the wall and it, it's, it's kind of missing the human element a little bit like i'd say something like inception where like leonardo dicaprio's character this is his last job because he wants to see his kids and all that yeah but with this like the protagonist he's a cia guy and he doesn't really have a skin in this fight is 
and it's it's things like that and it's like okay there there's there's a couple rewrites away from being a, another really really good christopher nolan movie i think it's 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 very good as it but i it's still like mid-tier nolan and i i have i have a lot more good than bad things to say about it yeah um, yeah what well, 2020 being kind of the crap fest it was yes. uh it's wrapping up it's wrapping up and hopefully everything that's coming out next year still stays oh yeah hopefully otherwise yeah that's us kind of talking about some of the movies we saw yeah some of the movies we saw so yeah um yeah might as well wrap up um thank you everyone for watching a senior's knowledge uh we this goes out on to we try to get this out on mainly goes up on Spotify. Usually we put this up on Facebook. We we share I link my this episode to like Snapchat. Share this all around, you know. So yeah, that's how we get get the word out. So yeah. So if yeah. So see you next time then. Bye. <laughs>